Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Mater of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It is the crossover edition. We've got Bo Brock of Locked On Cardinals. We're going to be talking all about the matchup this Sunday, what it means for both teams. What do we really expect from this game? Is it self-scouting? Is it getting through healthy? Is it looking at the depth of the team and the roster and what that might look like moving forward? It is a great episode. I'm excited. It's been a crazy holiday season. I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas and an enjoying time with family. Again, bear with me this week as we will have three, maybe four podcasts. We'll see if we jump back on for a Friday edition But don't be surprised if this is one of our last podcasts of the week as, again, in the holiday season, taking some time, especially with the Rams and the way that things have kind of gone, to just sit back and enjoy some of the things that are going on around us outside of football. But again, that doesn't mean we didn't have a jam-packed show today, talking over all those things I just mentioned. Don't forget to go give us a follow on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Himalaya. Hit the subscribe button, share with a friend. Leave a review. We always appreciate your guys' feedback, as well as reaching out to us on social media. Lockdown Rams, all accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook group, Twitter, LA underscore Rambling Bears, my personal. Reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns. We are starting to put together already our calendar for the offseason and what we want to talk about and some of the things that are going to go down. There's rumors and reports out there of big turnover for the Los Angeles Rams. So we'll be here, Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network, breaking it all down. But for today, the crossover with Bo Brock of Lockdown Cardinals. Let's not wait any further. Let's just get right to it. Here's the conversation I had earlier with Bo Brock, Lockdown Cardinals, your crossover, last one of the 2019 season. So it's Rams-Cardinals on Sunday to close the season. Both teams looking to end on a high note and get back to the drawing board next year and hopefully bring out a better product. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Bo Brock of Lockdown Cardinals, and this is your lead story. Bo, with it finally being week 17 and both teams looking to be ready for the offseason, uh, well, at least the way their record shows, right? But what do you think the biggest thing coming into this game is going to be? Is it closing the season playing well? Is it staying healthy? Is it figuring out the depth of your team for next year? What are your thoughts when we come into this week 17? That really doesn't mean anything as far as playoffs go. Yeah, it might be the tale of two different franchises, the Arizona Cardinals Outside of the playoff picture, looking in at 5-9-1, and one, is this a team that could benefit by finishing the season on a three-game winning streak? I think that the Red Sea, the fan base, would appreciate that. When you look at it, maybe from a perspective of, would another win, how far would that go? Would this organization benefit from it? Could they fall out of the top 10 as far as the NFL draft? Would that help them? Because they certainly have a lot of holes left on this roster to fill. And what does it mean for the future of general manager Steve Kime? Is his fate, is it continued, it continued to be in the balance? Could a 
win help him stay as the general manager of this team? I think there are a lot to look into, but then when you look at the matchup overall, these are two teams, what's left to play for? I think that the Cardinals, their signature win of the season happened last week against the Seahawks. Is there much more to earn or gain from a win over the, the Los Angeles Rams? I tell you this, it would help build some confidence. It would kind of help get that monkey off their back as far as the Sean McVay tenure of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he's 5-0 and against the Cards and dominating wins in each and every one of those five games. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that last part. Really, for the Cardinals, I mean, you got your statement win. You've won two straight. If you win this, it's three straight. So the momentum and building on to the next season. But then you could hurt yourself in, in draft capital and where you land in the draft. For the Rams, it doesn't matter because we don't have a first-round pick till I don't know, I have kids that are going into high school. So it doesn't really matter for me because uh, the draft capital, we're not moving and shaking a little bit. This for us really comes down to, uh, I think for us, is finding some depth and seeing what we have, whether that's at O-line, at the cornerback position, even the linebacker position, uh, just trying to see who else is out there that will be with this team because we have a lot of decisions to make, a lot of guys to get paid. Hopefully it's, you know, if Andrew Whitworth is done, it's it's riding him off into the best sunset we can provide, which is just a win to close the Coliseum, uh, which is another storyline here for the Rams, just kind of closing out the season and their time at the LA Coliseum with the win. You mentioned the record that Sean McVay has against the Arizona Cardinals. And that's another thing. Will this team come out and play with nothing to play, with with nothing to really play for? Because the last couple weeks they've been fighting for playoffs, and uh, we saw in Dallas not a very good uh, showing. We saw last week in uh, San Francisco a pretty good showing, just didn't go our way. So, what will this team? How will they respond when they really have nothing to play for? That's going to tell a lot about you know this coaching staff and really the moves that they're going to have to do moving forward. Um, and I guess kind of you know moving forward, we'll talk a little bit about the future and. Uh, about you know where we are at this point right now you know what is the biggest question for question mark for you guys obviously Kyler Murray number one pick seemed to be playing you know really well as of late he's he has those rookie moments but where's the big holes for you guys that you know is going to be the big key in the offseason and what a difference two weeks have made you would have absolutely said this offensive line they have gotten the continuity as far as the guys playing the position week in and week out that we haven't seen for the last couple uh, years. I mean, DJ Humphreys has been there in there at left tackle. AQ Shipley's been in there at center. Justin Pugh, he's been in there at guard. And and you've gotten that continuity, and that's been great. And we've seen that actually work out the last couple weeks. Kyler Murray has gone pretty much unscathed, just sacked once in the Seattle loss. I know he, he bowed out with the hamstring injury, and his status continues to be up in the air. Is it going to be Brett Hundley? Is it going to be Kyler Murray? Uh, but, you know, he's pretty much gone on hit, even though he had, what, 46 sacks that is the league leader as far as the NFL is concerned. But the offensive line the last two weeks has played very well. Can they continue that? Uh, can uh, we, we see guys emerge and in, in maybe vie for roles, as you've kind of mentioned, in the 2020 season? That still remains a big question mark because outside of Kyler Murray, outside of guys like uh, you know Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk and Chandler Jones, Maybe Buda Baker, who, who's cemented themselves to move forward with in this Arizona Cardinals roster, and and there's 
there's a lot of question marks there, and I, I think that uh, nobody should be safe, and there should be some guys uh, attempting some big performances in this game. Um, we'll see, you know, who who emerges. That, that's the big question, and also there's, you know, maybe some big things could, that could happen that haven't happened in a while. Chandler Jones with his four sacks against the Seattle Seahawks put him at 19 for the season, so he's in striking distance oh, wow. of 22 and a half. Michael Strahan's NFL record is that is he going to get the playing time is he going to get the opportunity uh we'll see uh, as far as that NFL sack record, but uh, you know there there are those as well that you could see guys come out and play hard for. But uh, other than that, you know I think that the Cardinals have done a good job under first year head coach Cliff Kingsbury as far as checking off a couple moral victory boxes uh, and taking steps in the right direction to uh, to move this team into the 2020. And we've seen in even in the ra- last few years here, uh, if you can kind of build some momentum going into the end of a season and take that moving forward into the next season. Obviously, uh, the Niners going from last place or second to last place all the way up to to near the top of this division, and the Rams a few years ago with four wins turning around quickly. So it uh, gives your team hopes as you start to see some positions come together. And I, I love that you mentioned, you know, these guys really playing for a job and, and trying to figure out, other than the guys we know that are going to be there, the big contract guys, the big staples of the offense and defense, but a lot of these guys, if not here in Arizona or L.A., are still looking looking for a job you always hear put it on tape and the rest will figure itself out so these guys have to go out and play hard I think that's why we should still get a good football game you see some of the craziest games in week 16 and 17 in the NFL no matter the record Uh, so I expect this one to be another good one Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that matchup on the other side we're going to talk about the history as you mentioned a little bit earlier we're also going to talk a little bit about the running back position for both sides offense defense how this thing shakes out what we're expecting to happen on Sunday at the Coliseum and we'll be right back with our crossover edition, Bear Motter and Bo Brock, right after this. Before we get over to the next segment, I want to talk to you guys about one of our favorite sponsors here on the show. That is Metro Infinity. You guys know all about them. They are the number one volume dealer in California, and they're the only dealer in California that's been family-owned and been in business for over 25 years. They are the place to go if you need a new or used Infinity. They've got some awesome deals going on right now during the holidays, so you got to go check them out. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or go to MetroInfinity.com. Don't forget to mention Locked On. They're going to give you another $500 off any car purchase. This is a perfect time of the year to go get a brand new car or used car. Check them out. The best thing about it is they are not like all these other dealerships. They are changing the game when it comes to the car buying experience. You don't want to go and sit in the office all day. That's fine. You want to go test drive the car? Come on down. Jump in. Grab some keys. Let's go. Afterwards, we'll talk the paperwork wherever you want to do it. If that's at your home, your office, if you want to go grab some lunch, sure. Let's take this off-site. Let's close the deal there. We're not going to go back and forth haggling over numbers. They're going to give you the best deal possible. If you're thinking about a new or used car, give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. They also have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them again at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Cheer yourself up with this downer season. Go get a new car. Metro Infinity, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. Time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Don't have to go home, but you can't 
stay here. Well, coming into this game, the Rams are eight and seven. The Cardinals are five, nine, and one. It's not the prettiest matchup, but again, it's not like Washington versus the Giants. So we got to feel a little bit better about ourselves watching the NFL and you're seeing these different divisions. This has been by far uh, the toughest division in the NFL this year. And both these teams have played the top teams very well. Obviously, you guys went up and played Seattle and got the win up there. As you mentioned, a statement win for the season. You played the 49ers great in both games. Uh, you really had a chance to win both those games and pull the upset there. Uh, the Rams, as you mentioned, has been uh, the big tough challenge for the Arizona Cardinals in the McVay era. I think it's 5-0 and McVay is, and he's winning on an average of uh, 30 points scored compared to 17 points against. So he is winning in big margins, as you mentioned. Uh, but, you know, again, it's still week 17. Who's going to show up? Who's going to coach? Uh, why do you think this week might be different? Yeah, and we were thinking and kind of sitting here a couple weeks ago, weren't we, Bear, where we were looking at maybe the Rams being a vulnerable team coming off a bad primetime loss to the Ravens, 45-6. to and the Cardinals, despite being in the midst of a losing skid, they had those games where they played the Niners tough. They said, could, could they take advantage of a vulnerable Rams team? That certainly wasn't the case. It was a dominating win for Los Angeles, 34-7, uh, to a meaningless touchdown that was scored by the Cardinals. And yeah, the Cardinals haven't been able to chip away at that margin of victory for the Rams under Sean McVay. I, I, would it be silly to try to forecast that maybe they do it in the season finale? It's, I mean, week seventeen, we see a lot of crazy things happen. Uh, you know, it, I think it would be, it would add to the list of things to check off. Playing the Niners tough, even though they're leading division, beating the Seahawks, finally meeting, beating Sean McVay. I think that that would be, that would go along the lines of creating momentum for the next season. I just don't, I mean, I think that this could potentially be with who's going to play and who might not play. Just a fun contest where there's not a lot at stake. So these guys are just going to go out there and play, and you might see the Cardinals be able to maybe steal one on the road against the Rams. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, if that happens, it's going to make my offseason a lot more interesting because there's nothing else that's going to be a salt in the wound for the Rams is going, and we lost to the Cardinals? And no offense to the Cardinal fans out there, but as we put this thing together, we talked about the history of McVay. That's that's kind of the one team right now that you would look at on a schedule, whether they're in our division or not, and go, yep, that's a team that we always win against and should. And uh, in Week 17, as you mentioned, for all those reasons, it may not be that way. The Rams uh, have some good veteran leadership. Andrew Whitworth, uh, Todd Gurley, even if people don't want to give him that, even if he doesn't have a C on his chest, uh, those guys behind there are going to definitely keep this team motivated and try to go get a win. But as you mentioned, anything can happen in Week 17. And one thing I want to talk about, as I mentioned, Todd Gurley there, uh, a lot of criticism on him, but he still finished with 13 touchdowns. Third straight year uh, is a record for uh, the Rams as far as the running back position with 13 touchdowns or more. So he's still getting in the end zone. His production was limited to his carries. I think that has to go hand in hand. But uh, you guys also paid a running back, David Johnson, and didn't see much of him this year as far as production. Yes, he had some injuries on and off. Uh, but Kenyon Drake, as of late, and if you if you hung with him in fantasy, uh, he might have helped you to you know winning some money here in a playoff position. But looking long term at the running back position, you're, you're stuck to David Johnson. It looks like for another year, there might be a wiggle room in 2021. But what are your thoughts on the running back position? And did Kenyon Drake kind of find a way uh, to be with this team moving forward? 
Yeah, he's he's really pushing that conversation, that discussion, that debate. Is it Steve Kime at general manager? Whoever's calling the shots for the Cardinals in the 2020 offseason, it's going to be a tough decision to make. Kenyon Drake comes over uh, before their Thursday night contest against the Niners for a late-round draft pick from the Miami to the Miami Dolphins for Drake, and he's been a, an absolute monster, as you mentioned, the last two weeks. he's uh, He's got six rushing touchdowns. He has over 300 yards rushing, 166 yards rushing last week against the Seahawks, 130-plus the week before, and four touchdowns. Just been a man-possessed rushing the football, doing his best Todd Gurley in his heyday impression. and uh, But then you feel like snake-bitten from David Johnson. As you mentioned, DJ is in the fold for sure, no matter what it seems like next season, because he has $16 million plus in dead money attached to him. I don't see any wiggle room for the Cardinals to get out of DJ. So can you pay a significant amount to two running backs? This day and age, that doesn't seem to work out to team success. It's going to be an interesting uh, storyline to follow, but the last couple weeks, Kenyon Drake has made his case to come back and the Cardinals to pay him handsomely just because he's played like a top running back. I mean, just absolutely just crushing it, fitting this Cliff Kingsbury offense and really taking the weight off the shoulders of Kyler Murray uh, to produce offensively for this team. Uh, yeah, I, that that's going to be one of the fun storylines to follow. I expect Kenyon Drake, especially a guy who's heading into a free agent year, uh, to get some play, playing time in this contest and continue to make the case for himself to get a big time payday. Yeah, for the Cardinals, you know, you may even just want to consider not playing them just so you, do, you know, the money value doesn't go up. But at the same time, you got to play, you got to have someone back there in the Rams if you're looking at the past. You know, they're, they're big losses in the past, and we kind of held the Niners in check in the running game. I think about 120, but go back to that Dallas game, 260. Go back to that Ravens game, 280 on the ground. So I'm sure uh, Kenyon Drake is licking his lips right now, kind of going, let me get out there and face this defense because uh, if they don't come to play on that uh, rush defense side, that he may have another big game to kind of close that season. Uh, we'll finish this segment real quick because there's still a, a question about Kyler Murray and his status. Don't really know what, what's going to happen there. Um, but as you, if you're the GM, what would you do with this? You know he's got a hamstring. That's a tough one. Not not a major injury, but at the same time, something that can get aggravated and slow the start of his offseason uh, getting ready next year. Brent Hundley would be the backup there. He came in and handled the end of that game very well. How would you move forward with a decision like that with your number one pick franchise quarterback? I, th- I think it's an easy decision that you you can't mortgage the future on a meaningless Week 17 game. If, if there's any question as far as Kyler Murray, Murray and that hamstring, you just err on the side of caution and, and you put him in street clothes for this contest and you just let Brett Hundley get a start You know, for the first time in a while. Um, I, I think that that's an easy answer. You know, and, and I look at uh, Kyler Murray, and he's already proven that he's the guy to move forward with. There, there's no doubt about it. He's had a great rookie campaign, over 3,300 3, yards passing, over 500 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns, taking pretty good care of the football, 10 interceptions on the season. It's just Kyler Murray has answered pretty much every question mark uh, that he had surrounding him, the size coming out of Oklahoma. He had, he's shown that he's the top pick from the 2019 draft. He certainly deserved it. And the Cardinals are in a good spot moving forward with this piece that is Kyler Murray. I, I, I'm just excited about it. I got to ask the same question. I mean, 
I can't imagine we're going to see a full slate, a full uh, game from Jared Goff. He's got an opportunity to reach 20 touchdowns passing, and I think that's something that quarterbacks take pride in. If he gets one more throwing touchdown, that would be big for him. Uh, what, what's Goff look like? What's the, what's this Rams offense look like in you know a game that doesn't have a lot on the line? Yeah, that is a good question, and I come out of that laughing because you know we forget how many he's close to twenty touchdowns because we just keep counting his interceptions. The turnovers this year for him has been the downfall. So I think you know for him he just crossed four thousand yards. He's the first Ram quarterback to go back to back four thousand yards passing. I think those things are big for him and his confidence moving forward. That. Uh, he's had a big down year, and there's no other way to beat around the bush. I mean, $110 million, your expectations go up through the roof. And uh, even at his contract last year, we would be disappointed with the the way that he performed this year. So he's got to really, I think, come out for him. Uh, you're talking about finishing strong. That's a guy that, you know, some may question, why is he out there in the fourth quarter or even third quarter or whatever it may be, if depending on the lead or not the lead. Uh, but I think he's got to go out there and just continue to earn the trust of his teammates, the city, the organization, to kind of say, hey, this was a crap year, but I'm going to fight to the end. And I think that's what the whole Rams really team needs to do. And that goes with Todd Gurley, our defense, you know, staying focused, not giving up a bunch on the ground. So it's going to be a challenge game, I think, for a lot of them. I think uh, we saw last week that Jared Goff has some of the throws in the bag. And then he also has some of those plays uh, like the pick six where you're like, how did that get in the bag? Why is it in the bag? And can we please get it out of the bag next year? Because... Uh, you know, those are not successful type throws and we got to get him focused on the consistency. It's been the number one word that I've said on my podcast probably for the past eight weeks uh, has been consistency. It's something that every position we got to look at and one including uh, Mr. Jared Goff. So we'll see. I'd like for him to come out, finish on top because looking back to that game uh, in Arizona a few weeks ago, he had a great game. He was throwing the ball left and right. That was the beginning of the Tyler Higby uh, emergence and we've seen him go four straight weeks with 100 yards so we expect them to kind of keep that going and hopefully keep that going throughout the offseason and bring that back next year because that's something Sean McVay brought from Washington we were all waiting for for the past couple of years and we we're finally seeing the tight end kind of come alive so we'll see how that kind of shakes down we'll step aside we're going to talk more about this matchup what we expect to happen on Sunday at the Coliseum we'll break it down we'll do some predictions we'll close this thing out in the third segment crossover edition we got Bo Brock and Bear Motter, Locked On Cardinals, Locked On Rams. More right after this. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So as we're talking this matchup on Sunday, Cardinals coming into town to face the Rams. Uh, we finished off talking about Jared Goff and, you know, kind of our hopes for him as, you know, Rams fans and covering the Rams out here and what he can do to kind of close this season out. And going back to that last game I mentioned, he was throwing the ball all over the place. Receivers in 100 yards. I mean, we were getting touchdowns left and right. It was a good day for the offense to kind of come back to life. But watching a little bit of that game of the Cardinals up in Arizona – they shut down Russell Wilson. In fact, I was looking at my fantasy scoreboard, and I'm seeing Russell Wilson under 10 fantasy points. I saw DK Metcalf. I was wondering if he got injured early. Um, they shut down. Tyler Lockett was hardly involved. 
what is improved in that secondary and what they do in Seattle that you think they may take uh, into this week and, and kind of be a tough matchup for Jared Goff and these Rams offensively? Well, we mentioned Chandler Jones getting after the quarterback four sacks for him against uh, Russell Wilson in the previous week. He also had a sack and a strip uh, fumble against Baker Mayfield. And Jones playing at the level he has, but really it's been in that secondary and returning to form has been Patrick Peterson. He almost played uh, inspired football for the first time against Odell Beckham Jr. in that Cleveland Browns passing attack. He had a pick, nearly had two interceptions. He was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, against Cleveland and then parlayed that into a good, solid performance against the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see how much PT P2 gets in the season finale, but I think he's looking to uh, maybe get himself another chance to get back to the negotiating table, renegotiate his contract in the offseason with the Cardinals, maybe get more guaranteed money uh, with the way that he played and finished the season. Uh, that's That's been the big difference. Having those two veteran presents really show up and earn their paychecks the last couple weeks. Is it too little too late as far as yeah, as far as the Cardinals competing for a playoff spot, that was long ago gone. But as far as earning back pride and really getting this fan base uh, excited about the future of this franchise, those two guys have really shown up and done it. Buda Baker also, he earned himself a Pro Bowl selection this year. He's really stepped up in that secondary. Uh, I've kind of turned my thoughts on Buda Baker as far as he's been a tackling machine. Sometimes a safety leading, you know, being the le- team leaders as far as tackles is not necessarily a good thing, but he's been really all over the field for this team. Uh, and we're seeing some guys in the young guys in the secondary step up here. Hopefully that continues uh, despite not a whole lot on the line here in the finale. Yeah, those guys you mentioned uh, really stepping it up to close the season. And, you know, Patrick Peterson was interesting because. There was, you know, when we talked in the offseason, it was like, is he going to be here? Is he not going to be here? Does he want to be traded? Does the team want to get rid of him? And now here we are a year later or eight months later, and we're talking about an extension for him. And that's what I love about football. You never know as much as the story will go originally, uh, how it kind of ends you know, at the end of the season. So uh, that should be interesting. But you're right, inspired ball and and Chandler Jones getting to the quarterback and Jared Goff, not the best uh, lineup for us as far as, you know, what our offensive line has done. Bobby Evans, who has been one of our better fill-ins, was a little banged up. Sounds like he should be a go for this game. We also have Rob Havenstein, who has kind of been waiting in the wings the past three weeks. He's been practicing. He's been listed as healthy, but every time Sean McVay is kind of pressed on it, he starts to kind of say, well, he's not really feeling comfortable and he's kind of explained it to us that he's not, he doesn't want to put weight on, you know, the anchor uh, that you have to put, you know, in the offensive line. So we'll see uh, what we do as far as mixing up that offensive line or if we throw out the same lineup. Andrew Whitworth on that left side has definitely been a step back. I think the big question for Rams fans is, will we see Andrew Whitworth again? He almost rode off with that Super Bowl appearance um, and then decided to come back for one more year. I'm sure you're kind of in the same boat with Larry Fitz, and every year it seems to be, and we've talked about this many a times, of will he come back and won't he come back? I mean, the man looks healthy. Uh, he had a great game up in Seattle. I wouldn't see why not, but do you see these two veterans, uh, whether it's Andrew Whitworth or Larry Fitzgerald, is it time to hang them up, or uh, do you see either one or both of them coming back? Yeah, and that's a great question, especially at this time of year when you know not necessarily you know forecasting the outcome of the game isn't even the biggest storyline. What's going to happen the next day? What happens Black Monday? Because there is so much turnover right. in the NFL, and those are great questions. Larry Fitzgerald, it's just he's he's his own man. He really doesn't you know go with 
what you know the public opinion is going to push for. If Larry Fitzgerald wants to hang up his cleats and and move right off into retirement, he absolutely will do it. But I, I get the kind of the the feeling that he wants to kind of. See what else Kyler Murray can show in 2020, and Larry Fitzgerald, if, if given the opportunity, I'm sure the Cardinals have, uh, you know, a blank check ready for him each and every off season. Um, it, it's kind of like this. This continues a trend every time in December. We're talking about this. I, I get the feeling Fitz is going to come back. You mentioned he had four catches, 48 yards, big 21 yard touchdown score that changed the momentum of that Seahawks game. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has continued to show that he can do it and play at the level that that's necessary, even at his age. Uh, I, I think Fitz would is probably coming back uh, to maybe see if if this team can have a big off season and make the moves necessary for him to maybe taste the postseason one more time. Is that a pipe dream potentially? But I think Fitz is is definitely a guy that that could do it. Um, it all comes down to what the Cardinals are going to do, as as I said, within that 24-hour period after the season ends. Does Steve Keim come back? Does the general manager get the opportunity with all the cap space that they're going to have this offseason to make the moves, bring in the free agents necessary to have a potential top 10 pick uh, again and get the, the top prospects in here, make the draft picks necessary for them to take the next step uh, I'm expecting, you know, of course, Cliff Kingsbury. He's shown that he can. You can move forward finally with him at head coach. You're not going to have another one and done like Steve Wilkes. Uh, looks like Vance Joseph at the defensive coordinator position. That was a guy whose maybe future was up in the air. But the last couple performances from this defense might have bought him. Probably has bought him another chance at this one next season. So as far as changes, probably not going to see wholesale changes as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Can the same be said for the Rams? I mean, let, trying to play forecaster here for is a guy like Wade Phillips. Is is this his last game as DC for the Rams? And, and what other changes could we expect out? Outside of Whitworth and, and and maybe Phillips, yeah, that's the big question over here. Is what is going? You talk, you call it, you know, Black Monday, and that's the big question over here for the Rams is getting through this season, and then what happens because no one was really happy with the results. We talked about the consistency that defense was looked like best in the league at times when they were holding teams under thirteen points for I think six out of eight games, and then you know the the two big lapses in those games in, in critical moments on prime time versus the Ravens. Uh, with our season on the line in not only San Francisco and and then also in Dallas. But, you know, you're talking about a team that the last memory right now for us is giving up two third and 16s to lose that game. And that hurts. And and someone usually has to, to take the blame for that. And I don't know if it's Wade Phillips. I'm, I'm curious. We've really liked Wade here. He's been a great uh, counterpart to Sean McVay, not only just in age, but as far as football wisdom and just the way that they get along, the way that they coach a team. But maybe we do need a different defensive coordinator, kind of a little bit different of an attitude in the building to kind of gel into there with Sean McVay. That's going to be a big question all year long. And the other question is, does he want to come back? I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's talked about, uh, you know, being able to kind of ride off in the sunset as well as having a retirement at one point and, and when it's not fun for him anymore that he'll step away. He doesn't need it. Uh, so my question is also, does he want to be back? Does he want to come back and put himself through another uh, grueling season with like this and near the end, obviously all the speculation. Uh, but there's a lot of questions there. I think we're safe most around the board. Maybe some position coaches, maybe you might see um, – you know, whether it's a running back coach or D line coach, we had a new one this year that I don't know if it's really going to work out. 
uh, with him moving forward. We saw some production, but a lot of it was from the outside. We need to get some more pressure from guys up the middle other than Aaron Donald. Um, you know, there's, you know, uh, Aubrey Pleasant, who's our secondaries coach, uh, works with those guys back there. He's been kind of been thrown around as far as a name that could move on to another team as far as a D coordinator. Will he step in and be a D coordinator for the Rams? Will they promote within? Uh, we've got Joe Barry as well, another uh, position coach on the defense that has kind of gotten some names around the NFL uh, excited. So we'll see who moves on. But I think the other big thing is an offensive coordinator. Let's get someone in to help Sean McVay take off the load from him. Let him manage the team a little bit more. Maybe take a step back from the play calling. Uh, we have saw at times where he just was a little stubborn to kind of go a different way. Maybe that needs a new set of eyes. I think that's going to be the other big conversation. So D coordinator and bringing in an O coordinator. I love Sean McVay, but maybe it's time to just Try it out and stop handing away uh, all of our talent, which we've seen head coaches go left and right from that offensive unit with Sean McVay. So he needs some more help on that side, whether it's a coordinator or someone else that can step in because Shane Waldron's been passing coordinator, but it hasn't really worked this year. We got to get a little bit more focused on that side. So uh, both teams have a lot to kind of consider kind of coming into this. Let's talk about the game on Sunday. Thoughts how it's going to play out? Predictions? What are your thoughts on this game, Rams-Cardinals on Sunday? I think that defenses take kind of a back seat in these contests, and we'll probably see high-scoring affair. We'll see Cardinals fans maybe get some glimpses of some players that they've been aching to see. Maybe some Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, uh, Larry Fitzgerald hopefully going to get another reception for the what the 244th consecutive game but maybe not a whole lot of playing time for Larry Legend uh, and then we mentioned Kenyon Drake at the running back position but then maybe we might see some Chase Edmonds or David Johnson just going to see a lot of different names probably a lot of names in the box score um, but hopefully the Cardinals I mean I've it's like fool me once fool me twice for Sean McVay this could be fool me a sixth time every time I think that the Cardinals have an opportunity to come in and play the the Rams tight and they might be a little bit vulnerable coming off back-to-back losses. Sean McVay and the Rams may make me look like a fool. So there's always that potential. Could they have another dominating win? It's very possible. Um, I'm I'm just hoping. This is just me being, you know, positive and and thinking, you know, just with uh, maybe unrealistically that this is just going to be a fun game where maybe the 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 Cardinals can can steal one. Uh, when the Rams aren't as dialed in as, as they, maybe they'd like to be, maybe the Cardinals come in and win 31-28. That's just my hope, or even if flip-flop that score, it's just an exciting game with two teams going out there and just having some fun in the season finale. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. I think this, uh, if you're going to take the over, which I don't even know what it's set at this point, but I still would probably take it just because I think it's going to be a loose game. It's going to be some uh, players getting out there, as you mentioned, just trying to have some fun, create some offense, get some things going, throw in some new guys, whether that's offensively or defensively. Uh, and that may spark some points. Uh, and I think the other thing for the Rams is really stopping uh, Kenyon Drake in that running game. We cannot allow another 200-yard rusher on us. And for this guy coming in, he seems like that is very much in his realm. So we've got to make sure that we wrap up and tackle. Um, and we're curious on, as you mentioned, who's going to play? Jalen Ramsey was banged up. He was doubtful in that game on Saturday night and came right back in the game. And now here he is again a little banged up. So we'll see how uh, precautious the Rams are with that as we move forward along the week. Uh, we're going to have most likely Troy Hill will be out. He had thumb surgery last week. So we've got a couple young guys. Darius Williams played great so far. David Long Jr., a rookie out of Michigan. Expect to see him to get some playing time. And then guys at the linebacker moving pieces in and out. 
Will Jared Goff get the protection from Chandler Jones? Will he have time back there like we saw in that first matchup? They've been rolling him out a lot, but once you figure that out, they've got to figure out a different way to get it done. So we'll see. I have it very similar, though. I think the points will be high. I think, you know, just I've stuck with the Rams all all year this year, so I think we got to stick with them. I think it's 35-28. I was right on line with what you were thinking. I think this is points a heavy. I think regardless if it's Kyler Murray or it's Huntley, I mean, both those uh, quarterbacks, as we saw in that game on Sunday, uh, the system fits well for both of them. So expect some points. And uh, hopefully for one of us, it's it's a win moving forward. You guys close out the season on a three-game win streak or the Rams just kind of close it out with a winning record. I know that's really important to them. No matter all the criticism that they've got, they can still you know walk away with a winning record this season. So uh, we'll see. You mentioned Jared Goff getting to that 20 touchdowns. Lots of things can still happen in this game, even if it's not playoff implication. Building for the future, I think, is where both of our focus is. But, Bo, Brock, I appreciate it, my man. Um, where can everyone go find you guys and uh, listen to your content and, and find what you guys are putting out there? Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. We tweet out links to the show on a daily basis at LockedOnAZCards and follow myself at Bob Rack. It's the easiest way to find me on Twitter and my co-host at Clancy's Corner. Just churning out Cardinals content on the daily basis and uh, looking forward to a big 2020 offseason. And these two teams, they, they don't want to be the forgotten teams in the NFC West. Paramount offseason for both of them. Looking forward to it and this contest on Sunday. Awesome. You can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear and Lockdown Rams. As you mentioned, uh, we're just getting going as the offseason's around the corner. We've got to figure out what is next. I look forward to having a conversation with you guys during the offseason and recapping what's going on and looking towards the future as we uh, do more crossovers here on the network. We appreciate you, my man. Stay healthy. Get through this game. Good luck. And we'll talk in the offseason. Sounds good to me. Well, with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. 